Last week, I took a picture of my cat. Her name is Puppy. It's a cute picture, but you should see my daddy's pictures. They're great. You should check them out. Go to Linktree slash Greenlight Photo and get your own copy. Okay, I gotta go play with Puppy. Bye. Hey everybody, it is your favorite polymath from Brooklyn, Hayden Green, and you are listening to I Watch Too Much Stuff. It's a podcast that talks about media and and all kinds of different things that represent for the culture. So we talk movies, we talk television, uh, sometimes we'll even talk plays. Uh, so today we are talking about Atlanta, the series, not the town. I'm not a huge fan of Atlanta, uh, but we can get into that later, and and y'all can yell at me at a at a later, <laughs> later, uh, later time. But you know, I'm from New York, so. But Atlanta is a show that is produced by Donald Glover. Um, some of you may know him as Childish Gambino, uh, the rapper, but here he is. Uh, using his talents as actor. So we're going to be doing a uh, episode by episode breakdown. So this is episode one of season four. This is the last season, or according to him, the last season of Atlanta. So we got to get it in as much as we can get it in. All right. So last we saw the crew, uh, we they were in Europe. Uh, you know, we we saw Van. Oh, let me let me. Break that down in case this is the first time that you are watching this. All right, so the crew is Donald Glover, who plays Ern, uh, who is a uh, tour manager for his friend, uh, Alfred Paperboy Mills, and that's played by Brian Tyree Henry. Um, and those of you who are Marvel fans may remember him from uh, from Eternals, or will try to forget him from Eternals. All right, uh, Paperboy's best friend and and close confidant is Darius, who is played by Lakeith Stanfield, and uh, and Ern's ex girlfriend uh, and mother of his child is played it's, it's her name is Vanessa Kiefer and she is played by Zazie Betts and Zazie Beats and uh she goes by Van and so the four of them are the the crux of this series it's the series has been following them as they rise to fame uh it started off as you may expect in Atlanta following Paperboy and uh, Ern trying to get him gigs and different things along those lines and uh, and the shenanigans of Darius and Ern and Vanessa trying to figure these things out like their relationship out and the babies out and all the rest of that stuff so that was season one and two and then they hit it big Paperboy hit it big and all of season three was kind of like I, I feel like season three was a fever dream in Europe, all through Europe, where people are stealing Paperboy's phone. Uh, Van has an existential crisis and takes on an entirely different persona and is becomes a, a drug dealer that goes to a party where people are eating human hands. And uh, it's, it's crazy. So if you haven't checked out season three, go ahead and do that. But we're at season four right now. And so... Episode one is called The Most Atlanta, The Most Atlanta. And we pick up with uh, we pick up with the crew. They are now back in Atlanta, which is really refreshing. 
because we have we've been dealing with a lot of weird stuff happening in different parts of the world but if you tuned into the show a show called Atlanta most of the times you really want to see some of the things that you're familiar with in Atlanta or uh, things that make you feel uh, comfortable about watching the show about Atlanta as opposed to watching a show about Amsterdam for instance anyway so uh, we we circle back to the crew back in Atlanta and uh, earn that no, sorry not earn um, uh, Darius and Paperboy in a car. Well, we open up and we see Darius trying to return a uh, air fryer, which he doesn't want during a riot. Now, it's not really clear as to why there's a riot happening, but it could be a uh, a nod to the summer of protests, which is in 2020, when uh, there were multiple protests and people were opportunistic and used those opportunities to loot different businesses, which gave the protest a bad uh, a, a bad look. But people are opportunistic, and you can go into the whole social construct as to why people loot during riots and what that's a signal of, and it shouldn't be uh, looked at as just opportunistic, but that's for another podcast. Uh, as a matter of fact, check in on the greenhouse effect. We talk about stuff like that all the time. Anyway, so there's a riot happening, and Lakeith is, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm calling him Lakeith. Darius is trying to return this air fryer, and, uh, and this woman shows up and tries to stop the looters from taking stuff from the store uh, and she's in a she's in a mobile chair she's in one of those electric electric wheelchairs and clearly mobility is an issue for her so people easily get around her and next thing you know um, they're all pushing past her but she sing, singles out Darius to be her person that she is going to be a vigilante for. And we're going to circle back to what that is a corollary to in a few minutes. Uh, anyway, she Darius gets away from her and gets back in the car with um, Paperboy, who is literally sitting in traffic this entire time. And this is something that Atlantans know well, um, is that there is always traffic, and traffic can be really, really bad. And, and if you're in the middle of a protest and a riot, uh, it is very likely that you are in traffic for a very long time. So not un not un completely unheard of. So they sit in this car waiting for traffic to ease up, and um, <laughs> and people start trying to take pictures with paper. Well, not people. A person tries to take pictures with paper boy, and he says, "I'm having none of it." And they get off the highway and end up in a in a parking lot of a uh, gas station. Uh, and Paperboy realizes that the song that he is listening to from his favorite underground rapper has a, has a lyric that is talking about a food store that is right in front of him. And he goes on this whole uh, rabbit hole looking for, uh, because he thinks that this is a, a scavenger hunt for this un this underground rapper who recently died, and so he takes the next the, the spends the entire episode listening to lyrics, un unfurling these clues to try to find uh, this rapper, and it leads him to the man's actual funeral. So, uh, it, it and again, there's a corollary there as well. Uh, meanwhile, Earn and Van 
are going to Atlantic Station, which is a popular shopping area in Atlanta, and uh, and they keep on running into people that they've dated, uh, and, but also in the same circumstance that they were when they left them when they left Atlanta to go touring, and. And it becomes a little bit weird for them because it's like, well, why are you still working here? Or why are you still in the mall where, you you know, you were hanging out? And they finally realize that they're in some sort of a pocket universe or a loop and people can't get out. So they finally find an exit to get them out of this loop. And it shows up and they show up at the funeral of the unknown rapper that uh, Paperboy was looking for and or paperboy had found and uh and so him and darius uh all all get out of the funeral area and uh one of urn's ex-girlfriends also escaped the the loop or the pocket universe with them and uh, darius ends up giving her the air fryer because it was um, she was there in the loop trying to get a a gift for her father which at this point in time is probably four years later or something like that but trying to get a gift for her father and Darius is like here just take it and as as, uh, they all drive off you hear the motor of the electric scooter because now the woman is following uh, the ex-girlfriend instead of following Darius so that's the rundown. Uh, that's the, the the stuff I saw. But here is the stuff that, from my point of view, right? So uh, I thought it was really interesting about the woman in the in the scooter because it was somebody who had come in and was trying to prevent people from looting a store. Now she didn't work in the store. She didn't own the store, right? But she pulls out a knife and tries to mortally hurt people who are leaving the store with with goods for a place that she doesn't work at right she's trying to so if and one of the things you know my wife was talking to my kid about um uh the bill of rights and one of the bill of rights is that the punishment needs to fit the crime and so even if i'm taking a toaster or an air fryer in this point uh from a store do i deserve to be stabbed and so here's the the corollary that I don't know a lot of people saw. This is the exact Kyle Rittenhouse situation. So Kyle Rittenhouse crosses state lines and goes into Wisconsin uh, during protest and shoots people um, with his AK with his rifle. I don't know if it was an AK-47, but shoots people with his rifle. Now he didn't cross lines by himself. He was driven there by his parents. And the supposition was that he was going and and all these people were going to defend car dealerships and different stores that were in the path of the protest. They weren't even from that state. Right. And so the defense of Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kyle Rittenhouse defense was that he and his family were there to defend his property. They were not in front of the said property when he shot people. They were not anywhere near that. And uh, and so it's, again, somebody uh, using riots as an opportunity to be violent to people that they want to be violent against, right? And so this is, again, you see it playing out. And, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Donald Glover is brilliant. And uh, this this episode is written by Stephen Glover uh, and directed by Hiro Murai, Murai, sorry. 
and uh, it, it's really if you watch Atlanta all there there are so many pieces of social commentary that if you blink you'll miss it so again here is a um, an example of somebody who feels it takes it upon themselves to defend a business that they have no stake in but it gives them the opportunity to be violent towards people and generally it's violent towards people who they are biased against, uh, and that normally plays along racial lines. So read into that what you will. And so this woman is chasing um, Darius all over the place uh, just to get the air. And here's the thing. It's not clear that she wants the air fryer back. She just wants to punish Darius. And you see that very played out very uh, vividly in the Rittenhouse case, but in a number of different cases where the recovery of the goods is not the main uh, goal. The main goal is to punish those people who took the goods to begin with. So uh, that's how I saw that whole mini scooter thing. And then we have, um, and then we have, uh, what do you call him? Um, Paperboy tracking down this this dead rapper and the rapper's name is blue blood and the minute i saw it i knew exactly what they were talking about so in the show uh blue blood had died three months earlier but nobody had said anything nobody knew that he had died and so um it was finally released that he had died and then all of a sudden everybody is like Yo, Blue Blood this was my favorite rapper, Blue Blood, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, they're doing MF Doom. So MF Doom is a, uh, a rapper who was born in London. Um, and a lot of people who are true hip hop heads or actually even casual hip hop heads will swear up and down that MF Doom is one of the greatest rappers ever that ever lived. Right. And and then. All you have to do is ask one simple question. Name one MF Doom song, right? Or just tell me wh when you got into MF Doom. And most of the people who are talking about MF Doom have never actually listened to MF Doom. I'll, talk, I'll speak about myself. We did a program called uh, It's Hip Hop Dead, and one of my colleagues, um, Fred, comes in and, and talks about this, and, 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 uh, and we play a clip about MF Doom and a lot of a, a lot of other rappers and until that point I had never heard about MF Doom and I was like oh right yeah yeah but listening to just the snippets on that I was like this guy's dope I went in and listened to more of his stuff and he's really great like his lyrical the lyrical content of his work is is, is astounding right um uh if you listen to Doomsday it's it, it's got a syncopation that's just offbeat from the Sade song that it's laid on top of. Uh, but also, if you listen to Villains, and, and it's just like there's there's a real rhythm to his 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 rapping, and uh, the wordplay is just so good, and, and and content is so good. And so, but most people can't name MF Doom songs and can't talk intelligently about MF Doom, but. All the, but when when conversations about greatest rapper come up, he's always in the mix, and because people try to flex and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know about MF Doom." Here's, uh, you know, I, and, and they name drop it so that people think, "All right, you are of the the knowledgeable set." And this is the same thing. And this is the same thing with Blue Blood in in the show Atlanta. 
everybody was saying that they loved um, they loved Blue Blood, but people weren't really listening to his music at all because if they did, they would realize that he had left clues in his latest uh, underground album uh, that led them down a scavenger hunt to get to a, a funeral procession, and and so Paperboy, a true fan of Blue Blood listens to all of this and follows the scavenger hunt all through Atlanta and ends up at this funeral parlor with Blue Blood's, I believe it's his wife or his um, or his sister or something like that. Um, and she says, I promised him I would do this. Uh, when he was getting ready to die, he knew he was dying. He dropped this album. He dropped these songs. And he knew that only his true fans would be able to realize what he was rapping about and that they would show up here. And um, apparently, uh, Paperboy was the fifth person to show up, which proved that everybody was caping for um, for Blue Blood, but nobody was actually listening to his music, which is exactly what happened with uh, with MF Doom. And I thought it was really great the way they... they, they um, interlaid the two of those artists and the statement that either Steven or Donald Glover was making about um, about MF Doom and about the way people uh, will say, it's like, yeah, you know, I love so-and-so-and-so-and-so and and have never listened to the music. It t- generally happens with rap, uh, but it happens with a lot of other music, a lot of other music as well. It's like, yeah, I love this person. They're a great artist. All right, name one song. Uh, right. So, so it, it was really brilliantly done. Uh, and then we have the Earn Van situation where Earn and Van have moved on in their lives and moved on in, in a lot of their relationship and, and, and their career. And now they're back in Atlanta and they're finding everybody in these eternal loops, just doing the same thing that they did when they had left them. Because for, for the most part, uh, Van and Earn and, and the whole crew actually have been in a bubble, right? So they've been kind of insulated from the rest of the world that they have been involved in. And you, you kind of, and I guess they kind of expect when you come back that everybody has moved on, that everybody is leveled up. And what you find is that they have not. Uh, and it's very easy to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just fall back into the the way that I used to be when before I left Atlanta and and catch up and be up and be around the exact same people and that's what a lot of people want you to do uh, just in real life right so like when you level up and especially if you leave the physical town that you are that you grew up at sometimes going back people want to be like yeah hey you made it let's go hang out on the corner like we used to do in back in 19 so and so and you're like well no, I don't do that anymore. But it's very easy to be very, very easy to get caught up with that. And it's like, oh, okay, this feels comfortable. And so I feel like that's a, a statement about that, about really being caught in that loop uh, when you come back to what you what is familiar to you and, and not being able to, uh, you know, bounce from or, or um, uh, trampoline out of those situations based on your accomplishments. So all in all, I thought it was a really great episode, and I'm looking forward to reviewing the next episode, which comes, which uh, 
they're already so they're already for the episodes in and uh so we'll do all four episodes coming up and then the next episode comes out on october 6th uh which is episode five work ethic and uh and you'll get a review for that as well so this has been i watch too much stuff this is your boy hayden green uh brooklyn's favorite polymath and uh the next episode of i watch too much stuff will be the next Atlanta uh, episode, which is The Homeliest Little Horse, which is directed by Angela Barnes and written by Ibra Ake. All right. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, go out and watch some stuff. I'll talk to you guys later.